We apologise here at Faith FM that the first hour of the breakfast show is unable to be aired due to technical difficulties that took place during the production of that show. However, we hope you enjoy our Encounter with God section, our question of the day as you listen to the second hour of the show. And I'm Lyle Southwell, this is Faith FM, and Mon is not here, she's busy looking for her crochet. I did a terrible thing, I have to admit, Mon left her crochet here yesterday, and I may have placed it in a difficult to reach position. I'm standing on a chair, I could barely reach it, I had to use Uh, Anyway, we're, we're glad to be back on air. Um, Mon is glad to be back on air Now with her Complete with her crochet I was about to give you The clue for the quiz But um, I did already know the answer But it's been Snatched from my hands Okay Mon Very gently took it (laughs) What have you got for us there Mon Okay what book am I Uh, This is clue number four In my 11th chapter The story of David's sin With Bathsheba Is found should okay. We, should we go backtrack and do some of the other clues, just in case? People yeah, I think we probably should. We've had a morning of tech challenges, and uh, our producer here in the studio and our producer down in Melbourne have put in a Herculean effort to get us back on the air again. They have just been uh, just going for it, getting it all sorted out, so congratulations to them to have us back on the air. And thank you to all the listeners who called and were wondering what was going on and who were praying for us as well. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We, we appreciate very much when appreciate the listeners that. call up and like, hey, where are you guys? Uh, but yeah, let It's me, nice to know we're missed. Yeah, absolutely. So let me give you the clues again. What book am I? Uh, this book of the Bible records a battle where the forest killed more people than the sword killed. A quote from this book is this, I will not sacrifice the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. This book tells how Israel suffered three years of famine because of the wickedness of Saul and his household. And in my 11th chapter, the story of David's sin with Bathsheba is found. Okay, what book is that? 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669 if you know the answer. And there will be a prize coming your way. Mm, indeed. Anyway, it is, enti- it is time for our Encounter with God section. Uh, we are into our 20 million movement. Join us right now as 20 million people around the world study the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And the passage we're going to be starting with today begins in Matthew chapter 10, so you can start turning there. But there are a couple of observations that I, I would like you, to Lyle, make. I can't help you, because not only did you pack away my crochet, you also packed away my Bible. Ooh. In fact, you also packed away the quiz, the, all the um, prize boxes, and now nobody knows what it is. You just need to stop packing stuff away. What is wrong with you? I had fun. It was. I was cleaning up. That the, the place. That the studio was tidier. Wow. Lyle Southwell, you heard it here first. Lyle South. Lyle Brennan Southwell was cleaning. <laughs> was cleaning. That's right. Problems. I'm. I'm a very tidy person. Well. Anybody who's so sure. anybody who's seen my front yard knows I'm a tiny person. <laughs> Your front yard's pretty bogan. <laughs> okay, if you mow the grass <laughs> and find a car, <laughs> you, you might be a bogan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? Well, where am I turning to in the Bible? Okay, let's go to Matthew chapter ten. But before we do, there, um, one of the interesting things you'll find amongst in, in church discussions, and um, you will often find this in discussions between churches in church board meetings, in church business meetings, in church outreach meetings, is what area of outreach should we focus on? Mm. 
and some churches love to focus on social work and others on gospel work. Some churches focus on charity and others on witnessing, some on justice, other on, others on evangelism. Where should our focus be? And it sort of seems to be split between these two areas. Um, and, you know, often you'll have church boards that become split between these two areas and you'll have those who are like, well, you know, evangelism doesn't work, so let's do social justice instead. And others will say, well, you know, uh, gospel work doesn't work, you know, Bible work doesn't work, so let's do, uh, let's do social work instead. And some will say, well, social work doesn't work, so let's go. And, you know, the only thing that ever leads anyone to Jesus is, you know, studying the Bible with them. So forget doing social work, let's go and, uh, and do witnessing. Is this what happens in these meetings? Yes. I remember going to once. It took all day and I never went again. But I must have tuned out the whole time. No, it doesn't actually. Um, it very, very rarely happens, but sometimes it does. But often, you know, you'll have discussions and, you know, particularly at church gatherings, you know, where you've got, you know, people from different churches like a camp meeting or something like that right, and everybody's yeah. sort of gathered around. You will have these discussions that take place and they are good discussions to have. I, I wholeheartedly support any kind of discussion that is discussing the work of God. Because that gives us the opportunity to be able to, you know, if an idea can't be heard, it can't be understood. Right, exactly. And we need to have discussions. We need to have even strident discussions at times. And we need to put forward, you know, our ideas with passion and with energy and, uh, you know, let, the, let, the me- let our message get out there so that we can learn from each other. Amen. I completely agree. We also need to go into those discussions with an open mind. Yep. Strong opinions and open mind. That's true. That's yep. what I believe in. Okay, so you have these kind of discussions taking place. You have this, this, this tension. It's almost like there's two parts in the church, you know, one that leans one way and one that leans the other. And I look at it a little bit like people who are either mathematic, into mathematics or English. Okay. Have you ever noticed how yes. you know, people who are really good at English are terrible at maths? Mm-hmm. And people who are really good at maths are terrible at English? Yep. I see it exactly the same way. You, know, you get some people who are really good at dancing and others that are great at marching. You know, it's just, you know, it's kind of, they're kind of opposites from each other. And I see it the same way with this. Some people are fantastic at social work and others are amazing at gospel work. And some people just can't see past charity and others can't see past witnessing. That's very interesting. I see it as part of the body of God, the the body of Christ. Absolutely. And I think it makes for a well-rounded church to have different aspects covered. Most assuredly it does. Mm -hmm. And when you read the New Testament, you'll find, you know, you've got your four different gospel writers. They all give a different perspective on Jesus Christ. You've got five different epistle writers and they all give a different perspective on the gospel. The reason that we have these different perspectives is because in the body of Christ, we are supposed to be different from each other. Amen. That's how it's supposed to be. If we were all the same, if we never had these discussions... We would all be the same, and there would be a problem. We wouldn't be very good at winning people. No, we wouldn't be good at winning people at all. And even, you know, I even see this coming in in our understanding of the gospel. As Christians, uh, one thing that, and, and if you're not a Christian listening today, then this is something you might be interested to uh, hear. This is a little bit of a, a sneak insider preview of kind of what goes on inside of Christian circles. Uh, we love to focus on minutia. Uh-huh. We do. Minutia. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and we will talk about the minutia of the gospel. 
and like, oh, no, you're wrong because you see it slightly different from me. You know, there's this little different twist here. And if you don't see it this way, then you are absolute heretic and you are an apostasy and this has changed my life. And because it's been life changing for me, then everybody else who doesn't think the same as I am is an absolute heretic. It's a shame that we sometimes get like that. It is, isn't it? Uh, and I what wonder you know, if we... I, I used to be very much like that when I was younger. Oh, what did you? Oh, I was, I was like, you know, one and only one, one, one and only one way of seeing anything. But I've come to see that different people, their brains actually work different for, differently from each other. Mm-hmm. You have some who are extroverts. You have some who are introverts. You have some who are, as we said earlier, good at math, and some who are good at English. <clears throat> and because of who we are, we all experience the gospel, and we all experience Jesus Christ in slightly different ways. And there needs to be room for that. Mm. Okay, we can't go too far with that, of course, because if you go too far with that, you get a whole bunch of different gospels. There is only one gospel, of course. Um, and we need, to, uh, we need to make that very, very clear before we you know, start preaching too much pluralism here. But we do need to recognize that different people have different callings in life. And some people are called to charitable work and others are called to witnessing. Some people are called to social justice and others to evangelism. I mean, it is pretty clear in the Bible. The Bible does talk about, um, you know, people in the church being represented by different body parts and how each body part is just as important as the next, but they're all different. That's right. You've got your eyeballs, you've got your ears, you've got your legs, you've got your arms, you've got your nose. You don't want to do without any of them. You want them all there. And when the nose looks at the body, it gets a very different view right? and a very different description of the body as when the heel looks mm-hmm. at the body. That's right, yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to share with you a quote from Ellen White. Uh, she was a resident here for, she was an, a, from the United States, but back in the 1800s, she was a resident in the Newcastle Lake Macquarie uh, region for what, about seven or nine years or so, something like that, and was one of the most uh, significant citizens of our local region here. Uh, she brought industry to the area, she brought education to the area, and uh, is well remembered uh, in this particular region. But... Um, in one of her best-known statements, she says this, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Saviour mingled with men as one who desired their good. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So he mingled with men as one, as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, won their confidence, and then he bade them, follow me. And when you look at that process, it has both sides of the equation. It has both social work and gospel work. It has charity and witnessing. It has justice and evangelism. And it is most definitely the best way of doing it. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and this is what Christ did. You know, Jesus was the perfect mixture of both. You know, as, as, as uh, weak and failing human beings, we don't always get that perfect mixture together, but uh, Jesus certainly did. Uh, moving on from there, it continues on. It says, The poor are to be relieved, the sick cared for, the sorrowing and bereaved comforted, and then the ignorant are to be instructed. The inexperienced are to be counseled. We are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. You know, people have often said you need to uh, you need to have two oars to row a boat, and sometimes I feel they take that analogy a little bit too far. 
But when it comes to witnessing and the different methods that we use for witnessing, it is absolutely true. You need to have both oars in the water for that boat to go forward. I hadn't heard that analogy before. It's very simple and very effective, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, Have you ever rowed a boat, Mon? (laughs) I have many times. Yep. Uh, you definitely with, need two, otherwise you just turn in a circle. <laughs> <And you laughs> this, is true. this is true. I, I, I learned to row a boat when I was very, very young, and I do enjoy going for a row in a boat that's actually designed to be rowed. There's nothing worse than trying to row a tinny. Have you ever tried to row a tinny? I don't think so. They are terrible things. You, 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 you heave on the paddles, you bend your back, <laughs> and the tinny goes, Ugh. <laughs> and stops and then it goes and stops whereas if you get a proper rowboat oh they're just a dream to row they just you row and row and they just glide and glide and glide and glide oh it's amazing it's a bit like a canoe because canoes and kayaks what I've ever rowed yeah nah a real boat that is designed for rowing is just a pleasure okay it's just it's, it's the only way of describing it. And it's so much easier than a canoe or a kayak because you have leverage. Oh, okay. Because you've got rollocks. No idea what that is. Okay, so, so we're getting sidetracked. But a rollock um, slips into the gunnel of the boat and it's like a kind of a U-shape and you put the oars um, into the rollock and it means that you then have leverage between where you're holding the oar and the gunnel so that you can lever against it okay i think i understand that which gives you a lot more power than you'll ever have with a paddle okay yeah because with a paddle of course you're levering against yourself mm-hmm. oh yes, yeah, I see. and so it uses double the energy whereas with a uh with a rowboat then you are levering uh, against the gunnel and that just you know you're using half the energy to move i kind of just want to go row a boat right now but anyway <laughs> This rowing is amazing. All right, let's uh, let's go to Matthew chapter ten and Mon. If you could read for us verse seven and eight, please. Matthew ten verse seven and eight. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Okay, let's work our way down through this passage. What are the first things that Jesus says to do? Uh, he says to announce. That the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay, so that is preaching the gospel. Right. That is witnessing. That is um, what we would describe as being evangelism right there. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so preaching, preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and then do what? Heal the sick. Mm-hmm. And then raise the dead. So we've got charitable work, we have uh, social justice, we have uh, compassionate work, all being combined together in that passage. Yes. And so the Bible's quite clear here that if you're going to have successful evangelism, then you need to have both aspects of this, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You can't just be doing the one. The two of them combined together is Christ's method. All right, let's go over to First Peter chapter 2 and verse 12. And we're going to look at, you know, what does Peter say about the witnessing power of good works done by God's people? Just going to find where they put First Peter. Yeah, they put it in the Bible um, between Hebrews and John. Oh, Hebrews. Yes, the, okay. the Kiwi book right there. 
I'm close. All right. Did you say All right. First Peter, first Peter chapter, chapter two and verse twelve is what we're going to read for um, right now. Right now. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, and they see, they will see your honourable behaviour, and they will give honour to God when He judges the world. Okay, so what what do you find that Peter is saying about the witnessing power of good works right here? That even those who um, who think that you might be doing wrong will will see they'll 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 have their minds changed. And this is one of the ways that uh, Christianity really penetrated itself. the city of Rome. Yeah. Uh, and we talked. We told this story once before here on Faith FM. But uh, Christianity just really struggled penetrating the city of Rome. It was a very, very uh, secular, godless city, and those people that were religious were deeply pagan. And you know, it was a part of their culture. It was a part of their family. It was one of those things that they just re- didn't really leave and change. Um, and so, as a result of that, when Christianity came along, it was really, really struggling there. You know, it was a wealthy city. This was a massive economy running out of Rome. And often when you get a lot of wealth, you have uh, a lot of, um, you know, people that just really don't care about God. Mm. Those two things tend to go hand in hand. The Bible says it's harder for a rich man to go to heaven than the camel through the eye of a needle. However, one of the things that brought Christianity to Rome was the plague. So when the plague arrived in Rome, of course, back in the day, they were a little bit more advanced than during medieval times, and uh, they knew, they understood the concept of quarantine. People knew that the plague was in the city, so they left the city. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, all of the pagans left the city, but all of the Christians stayed. And the reason that they stayed was not to, you know, cash in on all of the business opportunities that suddenly had risen up, but to help those that were sick. So they were ministering to people that were sick. They didn't understand, you know, hygiene or any of those kind of things that we understand today. And so they were incredibly vulnerable. And so many of them died. They died ministering to pagan people, and the pagan people started to see the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it opened the doors of Rome uh, to the gospel. And this didn't just happen in Rome. It happened in a number of other uh, ancient pagan cities in the past where uh, similar situations to this just opened the door to the gospel and people suddenly saw and began to ask the question, okay, what makes these people different? Why are they so selfless? It's a little confronting if you think about it with your own faith. Like, are you that much of a Christian that you would risk your life to go help people that you know associating with might kill you? Like if you knew that someone had a plague. So Mon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was talking Germ freak Mon. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, Lyle. Not talking about me. Well, let's just say, if I had the plague, would you come help me? <laughs> well, let me think about that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, see. <laughs> it is a little confronting. It is confronting, yeah. but it is one of those things that, uh, you know. And we, at the time, they might have thought to themselves, this, isn't, this might not be helping because we're all dying off as well. And yet, they've, it just changed the, the course of the world. And, you know, you're probably one of the uh, um, more sensitive, I might say, gem freaks that I know. Yes. <laughs> but that didn't stop you from, you know, traveling to Africa and ministering there for two months um, in some fairly unhygienic environments at times. Look, I went with a lot of hand sanitizer, let me just say. <laughs> <laughs> and so we do have the privilege of living in an environment and in a society where hand sanitizer is available along with, you know, other ways of staying clean that they didn't have back in there in those days. And we should always take wise precautions when we can. That's the only smart thing to do. But at the same time, we find that 
we need to take these opportunities. If you would like to be involved in something like what Mon was involved in, uh, I know that Kenya Health and some other organizations are always looking for volunteers. Uh, you will receive a greater blessing than the people that you minister to when you go there. And, uh, yeah, give us a call right here. We can probably set you up and make some connections there. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Ah, of course, we do need to mention that we are coming towards the end of uh, the breakfast show. That is in the end end of the breakfast show, uh, where the breakfast show will be taking an indefinite break um, after the 11th of October. We do need to announce this. Um, our breakfast show here on Faith FM has currently become un- unviable. And uh, we are looking for options to continue. Don't really have those at the moment. But, um, yeah, we would love to hear your messages of support that, you know, we can pass on to the decision makers. Um, 1-800-324-843 is our number. Or you can text us on 0491-064-669. We would love to hear from you.
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Faith FM. I think that may have been Sila that we were just listening to then um, in our new studio here. The screen is a little bit far away from me for me to be able to read. And unlike my wife, producer Shell, I don't know all of these songs, artists and uh, titles off by heart. Where are your specs? Huh? Don't you have specs? I don't need specs for that distance. You just said you can't read it. Well, I can kind of read it. But it's a, long, it, it's a small print a long way away. <laughs> I can read that. I can read that from there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe whatever. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. What book am I, Lyle? Our breakfast Bible quiz this morning. Yes. I'm going to give you one last clue for this, and then we have to okay. do some DIYs. Mm-hmm. I precede the book of First Kings. You know, the uh, or apart from that clue, which is... Um, yeah, won't even repeat that one. It was so obvious. I precede the book of First Kings, so you are repeated. No, you repeated it. I said that we won't repeat that. And then you, being rebellious mon, <laughs> rebelled against what I said. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. We, it's, it's, it's a kind of a challenging one. It's one of those books I hear. I'll have a, I'll have a, I've, I've, got a, I've got a custom clue coming up for the next section. Okay, good. Yeah, good it's ready good. to go. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Anyway, uh, if you were listening before, just before the, uh, we went to the song break, you will have heard that we mentioned that uh, Breakfast Show will be finishing up 11th of October. Um, and indefinitely, which is super sad for us. We love your company. We just love coming on here in the morning and being able to talk to you. And we would love to hear from you. We yeah, would love yeah. to have a message from you, something we can pass on to, you know, decision makers and so forth. Um, just letting us know that you value the, value the show. Um, and, um, yeah, where we can, we will, um, we'll pass those on and we'd just, yeah, love to hear from you. Anyway. Um, let's not focus on the negatives. Let's focus on the positives this morning. And we are studying the Bible, which means that it is going to be super positive. We do need to mention that uh, once the show goes off air, we'll, we will be playing some of our favorites from throughout the past year. And uh, we're kind of hoping that there'll be somebody else next year who will pick up a live show, possibly a drive show. We want to stay with... Uh, we see some live radio continuing on. Mon, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. Philippians Let 2 me flip and... to Philippians. Uh, <laughs> oh, <I> no. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been all the tech difficulties we have this morning. It's just completely God. messed with us now. I had such a great pun last night. I was peeling a pumpkin and I was like, I'm getting him in the mood to be food. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. Um, <laughs> Philippians what? Uh, Philippians 2 and verse 15. <clears throat> Philippians 2 and verse 15 says, So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Okay, so what does this passage, um, what does Paul say here about the witnessing power of good works? He's saying that um, you know your good works, so living a clean, innocent life, is like a shining light in a in a, a bright light in a world full of yeah darkness. Really, do we really stand out? Do you think as Christians? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. What makes you say that? My experiences with mm-hmm. secular people who have said stuff. So I remember, um, you know, I've done house sitting before for people. Yes, and uh, and not just for people I know, but you know, advertise my services on websites and that kind of thing. Sure, and um, you were a professional house sitter for a number of years, right? Yeah, it's actually really difficult to break into um, into the market because like people obviously want to live rent free as much as possible. Um, so to get yourself 
chosen. You've got to have really good references. Yeah, and experience and stuff. So if you don't have any experience or have any references, it's almost impossible. Um, but I was always very upfront in my profile about saying that I was a Christian, that I lived a Christian lifestyle. I didn't drink, didn't smoke, you know, upheld Christian principles. And you will not believe how many secular, non-believing, claiming to be atheist people would hire me and they would, te- they would tell me, I hired you because you're a Christian and I know that you, you went to a higher power and therefore you're more trustworthy. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, we don't believe in God. We don't like God. We don't have anything to do with God. But we don't like atheists. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. We're, 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 um, <laughs> I trust you with my house and my pets. And we're atheists. We just don't like atheists. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, absolutely. Even just saying you're a Christian can make a difference. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah what I find interesting is uh, hanging out with guys, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, traders and so forth. Um, I might be, you know, working at home or something or other, and I've been selling junk lately, and so I've got my work clothes on. People come to buy some of my junk. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking, you know, I'm not looking like a pastor mm-hmm. or a professional or anything like that. I'm covered in grease and dirt. And so, you know, you, your average um, tradie turns up and they're like, yeah, I'll buy such and such. And, and all the language starts to come out. And after a little while, they suddenly realize that I'm not replying with that kind of language. Yeah. And it sort of all starts to quieten down and you can sort of see it going through their brain like, what is wrong? What? Uh-huh. What, what, what's happened here? Have I mistaken, you know, the kind of environment? I mean, some of them don't figure it out at all. Yeah. And then some of them ask me what I do. And then, of course, when I tell them, yeah, I pastor a church, they're like all super apologetic. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to apologize to me. I've heard language before. Uh-huh. You know, it's not the end of the world. I've spent five years in a workshop. I know how this goes. But it is one of those things that, you know. It's very indicative of the light that Christianity shines. It's the way that we need to be, mm, and it's the way that we have always supposed to have been. Been if you look at uh, Peter, mm-hmm. Peter was discovered in the court of the Sanhedrin during Jesus' trial because of the way he spoke. Yeah, and the only way he could separate himself from Jesus was to use foul language, mm-hmm. and that you know really, really powerfully. Um, you know, and this is one of the things as our world becomes more and more secular, as Christians, we need to stand out more and more. Absolutely. And the darker our world comes, the brighter we need to let our light shine. And we need to have that situation where secular people who don't like, uh, um, you know, Christianity, but do like Christians. Right, exactly. And atheists who don't trust atheists. Right. No. Because they are, you know, they don't have any morals. Why would they have morals? Morals make no sense whatsoever at all. The, the process of evolution is not a moral process. It's an incredibly immoral process because it's all about standing on top of everybody else so that you can pass on your genetic material. That's what, that's what it's all about. Um, it, it really, you know, it, it raises a very large question. What is the origin of morals? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the origin of morals is God. Amen. Plain and simple. James chapter 2 and verse 16. James 2 and verse 16. Uh, let me find 16. Here we go. And you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Okay, so James is talking about uh, works and grace. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, a lot of Christians talk about grace, 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 grace. All they ever talk about is grace and they never do anything. You know, if you don't have works, 
if works don't accompany grace, then the grace is not real. You know, somebody comes along and it's like, yeah, you know, we need to, uh, uh, we're, we're kind of hungry and uh, we don't have clothes. And it's like, yeah, here, have some grace. Experience the grace of Jesus and be blessed. And they go away hungry and cold and homeless while we have offered them grace. It was interesting. I was talking to, uh, you know, listening to one of our youth leaders present recently, and they were challenged, you know, about the fact that they had they were presenting that the gospel is more than just grace. Mm. And somebody said, you know, can there be so something more than just grace? You know, all this uh, piety coming through, and uh, and like, yes, absolutely, there can be more than just grace, uh, because if grace is not accompanied by works, then grace is not real. If we are not making our world a better place by good works as a Christian, if it's not changing our lives and we are not helping the people around us, then that grace is not real and non-Christians want to have nothing to do with Christians who just talk about grace and never do anything real. A challenge for all of us. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Tell us what you think about that. Above all Above all kings, above all nations, and all creative things, above all wisdom, and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began, above all kingdoms, above all Of all wonders this world has ever known Above all wealth and treasures of the earth There's no way to measure what you're worth Crucified, laid behind a stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a rose Trampled on the ground You took the fall And thought of me Above all Above all power Above all kings, above all nations, and all creative things, above all wisdom, and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all Above all wonders this world has ever known Above all wealth and treasures of the earth There's no way to measure what you're worth Crucified, laid behind the stone Rejected and alone like a road 
took the fall And thought of me Above all Crucified Laid behind the stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a rose Trampled on the ground You took the fall And thought of me Above all, like a rose trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me. Above all. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour so Anna Beden It is all so very simple Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Grace came down and opened us like flowers. Love came flowing gently like a stream. Kept us safe for a little while till the waves rose higher and higher. We learned in time those waters must recede, but of this I'm sure. The past don't own us anymore. i 
showing us our deeper need We grew wiser from the storms Built our home on better shores Found the fire, burned more faithful than before Of this I'm sure The past don't own us anymore You're listening to Jenny and Tyler here on Faith FM. We have come to our question of the day time. We are about to Give bring you the oh the clue for the you quiz. Said you had a home I did, clue. I did. What was it? Yeah, uh, this is a multiple book. A, mul- a multiple book has a it. multiple book. You mean it has a sequel? There are more than one of them. Same book, more than one name. And of course, these ones are always the hardest ones to fi- to do as a as a what book am I? Because the stories, you know, they they tend to. You know, move from one story to the to the next, and it's like now, where was the break? You know, why did they even put a break and call it in there in the in the first place and took put two books in there? Yeah, yeah. Why did you just have like you know combine all six of those books just into one? I just FYI, everyone, this book comes after the first of Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should get a prize if you get the answer for that one. You can def get a prize here today. Anyway, well, it could be any on. book after that point. <laughs> well, it's direct. Okay, stop talking, Mike. Okay. Stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> okay, okay. Time for our question of the day. Question Mon. of the day. What do you got for us, Mon? A bit of a controversial one. Um, so we were talking about grace and works and how grace without works is dead. Yes. But like, the question's been asked, is works without grace dead? Yes. Really? Yes. We can't just do a good deed and leave it at that? Can't just go and give someone a bowl of food and then leave them to eat and then not okay. bother them okay. anymore okay. and make them feel obliged? Or it cuts both ways. The Bible says that grace without works is dead. And so we talked about people that, you know, they focus on the gospel and they never help anybody else out. And because of their lack of actions, their lack of good works, they demonstrate that grace is not really at work in their life. They're just like, oh, here, have, have Jesus. Be filled and clothed with Jesus. And we don't give them any food or any clothing. And, you know, that's pretty much a waste of time. And it really disgusts uh, non-believers. Okay, let's think about the opposite equation then where somebody turns up and is like, here, have food, have clothes, and we will never give you Jesus. We will not say a single word about Jesus because (gasps) we, shock horror, don't want to have any strings attached. The equation cuts both ways. We have a moral responsibility to share the good news of Jesus and the gospel and the saving power of his grace with the world because what are we accomplishing if all we get is well-fed, well-clothed sinners who are going to hellfire? That's true. That's pretty much um, not accomplishing much at all. And, you know, one very, very famous atheist wrote that if uh, if Christianity was real, 
if it was a real thing, and you know, he didn't believe in it, but he says if it was a real thing, he would find it shocking if Christians, and even offensive if Christians didn't try and witness to him. Because he's like, you know, if there is actually a place that is heaven, that is free of pain, where, you know, everything you, you can even begin to imagine can be fulfilled. If there is a thing where there is a God who loves you as much, and he's like, I don't believe in it, but if there is such a thing as a God who loves you as much as the Bible, and you don't tell me about it, then you are the worst kind of criminal ever. Oh, amen. And, you know, when you stop, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote in front of me exactly what he said, but that's basically uh, the implication right there. We have a moral responsibility. This for these people, we, we've been called to share the gospel. We've been called not just to help people for the very short you know, period uh, that a meal or some clothing will provide for them. We are here to provide and to direct people to eternity. And so, yes, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Sorry, grace without works is dead. But works without grace is dead also because when we share people just food and just clothing or whatever you know the needs might be at the time, without sharing Jesus Christ with them, we show that we do not truly care for them. It also kind of shows what it is you really value. Like, do you, do you think so? Do you maybe like? Do you think maybe it, it points to a, a faithlessness? That they wouldn't share Jesus, they wouldn't share heaven. Is it maybe because you think that underneath, maybe they don't really believe it themselves? I think so. How I mean, I can't say that. I can't say that because you, exactly. If you, you, and I, I mean, I can't judge anyone, but that's the way it comes across. It does, doesn't it? And, and like, what it comes across to non-believers is like, well, these people don't really believe in it, else exactly. they would uh, definitely be sharing it with me because if it was real, then they would be speaking about it. Well, I know where I, where I stand. If, if I was a person in need and I had the option between a coat or eternal life, I know that a coat feels warm there, but eternal life, man, what could ever be as good as that? 